celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Marquise Lee has gone 100 yards for the Jaguars. It is Thursday, October 10th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, the northern snakehead fish of Jaguars broadcasting, <laughs> J.P. Shedrick. You just can't eliminate me. I can breathe in and out of the water. So so it'd be okay if we killed J.P., is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. Please, let me live. Welcome in. Jaguars happy hour. There's a lot of people that are confused right now. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask, Northern Shadehead Fish. It's a Northern Snakehead Fish. Snakehead it's Fish. to the Yangtze River Basin in China, uh-huh. and it's an invasive species, and it is found in 14 states and now in Georgia, and they're putting the word out in Georgia and other parts of the country that if you see it, kill it. Oh, yeah, right. really? Venom. Yeah, Venom. Yeah, like, get after it. It okay. just takes over everything. Gotcha. That's you then, baby. I guess. I Take don't know. over the show. Hey, you oh got boy. it. See, the, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks kind of like We kind of look like me. We kind of look alike. And here's the crazy thing. Look at its mouth. Yeah, strange. Damn. Here's what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I need some braces. Go here's ahead. what's coming up on the program today. Well, Mr. Khan spoke today. Jaguars owner. We'll hear what he had to say about cornerback Jalen Ramsey. <clears throat> Turnover battle. Doug Marone discussed what his expectations were for the turnovers this week. Stopping the run, a big topic, of course, all week long. Jags offense continues to roll. We'll go around the National Football League as well, some big topics. And then at 5 o'clock today, it's the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Let's start with Jaguars owner Shad Khan today on the Street of Business News website, speaking with Catherine Ross, the reporter there, on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Here's the exchange when she asked about Jalen Ramsey. Let's talk about your team. Jalen yeah. Ramsey has not played the last two games, yeah. but you still want him on your team. What would it take for you to trade him? Well, I think, uh, you know, he's going to be playing this week. So hopefully you'll tune in to uh, the Saints game. Uh, but I think it's something, uh, you know, you got to balance what's good for the team with what the individual maybe wishes might be. And I think we'll be able to kind of formulate the here. I met him a couple of days ago, had a heart-to-heart. And I think we'll be able to come to whatever makes sense for all. Video and audio courtesy of The Street, at The Street on Twitter. Interesting stuff there when the owner says he thinks he's going to play and the heart-to-heart meeting well, he didn't all that say he thinks. He said he's going to play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he did say he was going to play. Say, I, mean, yeah. I mean, let's not I, I was wondering at this heart-to-heart meeting, I'm sure it was in Shah Khan's office, well, there's a – this is a low low. There's a, a massage chair in there. I mean, because the issues with the back, you got to make sure he's comfortable <laughs> while he's, he's talking. Oh, I know he's back in the practice field. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just checking, whatever. All right, I'm sure. So, There's a little coddling going on, a little well, coddling. I'll tell you this. I'm looking forward to watching him play. Uh because uh, Michael Thomas is a pretty good wide receiver. This so. is why you drafted Jalen. Well, look, I like mean, this. look, if, if the owner says he's playing, I know that on the injury report he's listed as uh, limited, but, I mean, if he if the owner says he's going to play, you would expect him to play, right? So, uh, and boy, what a, what a time to have him back because Michael Thomas is a good wide receiver. I mean, really good wide receiver. He was an absolute beast in the game last week against Tampa. Mm. Big, strong, fast, tough. Set the league record for catches in the first three seasons, 321, Leon. Mm-hmm. 321. Surpassed OBJ. Big number. I mean, that's, I mean he's a great player. He's a great player. Yeah. And, and uh, even though he doesn't have Drew Brees, he's still a great 
player with Teddy Bridgewater. Hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, just like we talked, this is the reason why you get Jalen Ramsey. You draft Jalen Ramsey number five overall. He's a dynamic number one DB in the country in my assessment. All jokes aside, we want Jalen Ramsey gives us the best opportunity to win against this team because they do have Michael Thomas. He is dynamic. He is big. He's physical. And if I'm Jalen Ramsey, you don't let nobody come in my house and put up any stats. You know what I'm saying? Last thing Jalen would want to be on the sideline if Michael Thomas comes in here and gets 12, 20, 12, 200 yards and two touchdowns mm-hmm. and he'd be on the sideline. But if you're in your house and you're the man, you want to go up against their man, and Michael Thomas and Jalen Ramsey should be a very entertaining one-on-one matchup come Sunday. Jalen not limited officially again today, so back-to-back limited days on the practice field. Well, I, I'm looking forward to watching him play. I mean, seriously, when – and I, th- I think there's – According to the injury report, if he's limited, then uh, that doesn't mean for sure that he's going to play. And until Correct. the official injury designation comes out tomorrow, we won't know for sure. But uh, when an owner says or the owner says that he's going to play, then you would ex- expect him to play. And uh, I don't know what was said in the heart-to-heart. Obviously, nobody is privy to that conversation. And uh, But who knows? I mean, uh, maybe it was something that maybe they got well, here's a personality. The if the owner comes out and says he's playing, that means Jalen had to tell him he was playing. I, there would be any other reason for the owner to say that he was playing if he's not, if Jada didn't say he was playing. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I, and if you're talking heart-to-heart, man-to-man, I'm sure, you know, Shah Khan being a businessman, he is, he said, hey, Jalen, are you going to play on Sunday? And Jalen had to have said, yes, I'm going to play on Sunday, or he wouldn't even have made that comment. So, the rest is on Jalen now, because yeah, I'm sure he's had, I'm sure he, Shah Khan said, hey, he told me he's going to play on Sunday, so I mean he's going to play on Sunday. So, if he doesn't play on Sunday... Well, the war, the, the, then the next story would happen. <laughs> the, the next story well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But to to reiterate what Shad Khan's words were, he says he didn't say that Jalen told him he was going to play. Now we want to make sure we get this clear. He said he was so going. He to, said he is going to going play. play Sunday. Yes. So that's good. It is. That is positive. Yeah, it is. Let's move on because yes. I'm sure this will be a storyline uh, either way. This thing goes the next couple of days here. Turnovers. Uh, you know, the Jags are minus in that department for the season. They were minus three last week in Carolina. And Doug Marone earlier this week said you don't really need even to win. You'd love to win the turnover battle each week, but you don't want to lose it either. He wants to be pretty close to even. And we just talked to players and we said, listen, we want to protect the football, yes, and we want to take takeaways, but hey, listen, let's just – Let's just be even. <laughs> Let's just be even and go out there and play and, and see how the game goes and give ourselves a 50-50 chance of winning. So that was one of the things that we've talked about today of, you know, hey, securing the football, takeaways, those things, if we can get them, that will help us, you know, go ahead and, and give you an opportunity to play, you know, with a lead. This is both sides of the ball, of course. The Jags gave it up a few times last week, but they only have one defensive takeaway all season. You've got to get the That's ball right. away from the other side. Yeah, too. and let's, let's address that first because the other one is a muff on special teams Correct. that happened against Tennessee early in that ball game. So a defense that for many people thought was going to be one of the top defenses in the National Football League, and right now they're not statistically in any category. So if this defense wants to get back to playing good football, it needs to get back to doing some of the things that are emblematic of one of the top defenses, and that's takeaways, and that's not allowing teams to run for 285 or 275 or whatever it was in that ball game. So the defense, I think, has a ways to go yet. Uh, Offensively, look, I think they're doing a great job of protecting the football overall. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to complain about that. I mean, look, this past game – 
three fumbles by Minshew, uh, that's not okay by your quarterback on a game by game basis. But you know, at the one at the end, he's trying to make a play. No, in I a, agree. In a desperate situation, I don't fault him for that. The uh, first one that he had, to where I think it was the first one to where. He ran to the fullback. Yeah, he ran to the fullback. Yeah, that's on him. Ball. He had the ball yeah, that's a little on him. far. Totally yes. on him. Yeah. That's right. And then the second one is on Norwell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a three-step. You like to have the quarterback get the ball out on time. But, look, on time always doesn't happen. And as an offensive lineman, you've got to be, you've got to be better than that. I mean, he got blowed up right in the lap of Minshew, mm-hmm. and Norrell's body hits the arm in motion of Minshew, and – but then no, now, uh, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, let me ask you a question because I know you watch film on the defense a lot, whatever, and you were saying they were down on turnovers, everything. Have you been watching them on field? Have they been attacking the football? I mean, you know, you know, a lot of guys when they when the guys are running the football, you're told to attack the ball. You know, you want to make the tackle, but attack the ball, strip the ball, punch the ball. Even DBs when wide receivers are catching the ball nowadays, you're seeing a lot of DBs coming in with that punch. Yeah, the punch, punch like the old. Uh, so is that something they Chicago need to work Bear, on? What was Peanut. His name? Peanut. Is that something they, they can work on in practice, or is this something that's that's well, just I th- automatic? I think natural. I think first and foremost, look, you you got to populate the football first. Mm-hmm. And when I say populate the football, it means you get a lot of guys there at the ball, and then the first guy slowing them down then you got the second and third guy coming in and taking that mm-hmm. shot at the ball they're not getting enough population of the football right now mm-hmm. I mean they're, they're getting enough people to football to just get the guy down and in some cases they're not getting enough guys there <laughs> right now uh, the, the two long runs against the Carolina Panthers uh, uh were bad you know I mean they were bad and uh so I have a question about that like the difference between gap staying in your lane staying in your gap and populating the football can you do both at the yeah, same time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a perfect example, and we're going to talk about that 84-yard run that McCaffrey had in the ball game. Okay, in the gap. Okay, that's Calais's job. That was Calais's gap, and he got out of the gap. Okay, and that's fine. Sometimes guys get out of their gap. They get beat in a gap. Well, the next guy in the next gap or the next guy in the next gap or the next guy in the next gap can, can come out of their gap to make a tackle. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's not like they say, okay, you can only make a tackle if it's in your gap. Just stay there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you that, <laughs> okay, JP. Okay. And so on that play, okay, if Calais is out of the gap, well, if Miles Jack was in a little bit better position, he could have made the tackle. If Josh Allen were in a little bit better position, he could have made a tackle. Uh, maybe Marcel Darius could have come from the nose tackle on the other side and come back and made a tackle. Or better yet, if you're the safety and you're a middle third zone safety, which uh, Jared was on that play, and that's Jared Wilson, uh, make a tackle. Mm-hmm. But he, his eyes, it's his own coverage. He's a middle third player. On the snap of the ball, his eyes are drifting over to the two slot wide receivers and a middle, middle third zone drop. Mm-hmm. Your eyes, are, you're not worrying about that. You've got to see the backfield. And then when you do see the backfield, you realize it's a run, come up and get in position. And, and Leon, they call that position a safety for a reason. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the word itself is synonymous <laughs> yes. for what he's supposed to be doing. You, safety, right? But, but I'll ask you another one. But I, I, we, we, got, we, got, we got Marcel Darius who plays the one. We got Calais who plays the three. Both of them demand double teams for the most part because mm-hmm. now you can't block them single-handedly. So if, they, if the, both of these guys demand double teams – 
Doesn't that free up our linebackers to make plays? Well, and why aren't they? Miles plays? Jack on the uh, on the uh, the long two long touchdowns. He went for the. He, uh, he was unblocked yeah. on both of them. Now, so I mean, that's you, know, you can't say, mm-hmm. well, boy, where was he at? No, well, he was blocked. Well, no, he wasn't. He was free. Mm-hmm. He just misread it because of the misdirection of the play. Yeah. They had like a reverse action, and they had a backside tight end on a seal block, and. And it looked like a bootleg, or it looked like a reverse, or it looked like a like a counter. So he's flying the, the on the outside, and so he's out of position. Uh, but I mean, that's the frustrating part I think about this is a lot of people want to, a lot of people fans are saying, well, the coach, the coach, the coach. Well, it's the coach's job to coach the players. Let's not forget that. That so yes, it is on the coach, but it's also accountability falls on the players. To be able to make the play, and it's not just the player where the where the ball runs through, like Calais Campbell, it's all the other players around it as well, including the safety. And I will say this, because Leon, you bring up a point about Calais playing the three. Mm-hmm. We see Calais didn't play the three until this year because they lost, okay, mm-hmm. a player last year, and they were expecting Taven Bryan to step up into that role of mm-hmm. playing the three technique. But they're obviously not satisfied with the performance or the play of Taven Bryan. So now they're putting Calais Campbell out there. And it also allows them to get, quote-unquote, their best players on the field. But Calais's best position is that strong side in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so would this have happened if, if you had you know, solid three play and Calais could have stayed at the end and, and you had good three technique play? You know, I, I can't answer that because it's all speculative. Yeah, knows, yeah. But, I mean, that, that, i got to point that out mm-hmm. because – that's not Calais's position from the last two years. Let's go to offense quickly here. John Filippo, Jaguars offensive coordinator, spoke with the media today. DJ Sharks off to a fantastic start. At some point, though, you, you would think he would see a little bit different coverage because of his success. How does he adjust to it? How does the offensive coordinator adjust the play calling as well? Whenever somebody tries to take one of your best players out of the game, that's cause for concern and cause to try to game plan him where that get, that can be alleviated as much as possible, okay? But at the same time, I'm confident in, in our guys that w- we can win those one-on-one matchups if they do want to bracket certain guys, especially on third down. Shark had a huge game last week, of course. Yardage, a couple more touchdowns. He has five for the season now among the league leaders in receiving yardage. At what point, though, do you start seeing changes from defenses on Shark? Well, I, I think the way he's been performing as of the last couple of games, the fact that the coverage is going to be rolled to him is actually respectful because they, they're saying that this guy's the one that's making the play, especially big plays down the field and in the end zone because he, he's so big, he's long, he's physical, he attacks the football, he goes up and get it. So I'm, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of defenses are going to start rolling the coverage against, against – uh, uh, DJ, which can open up, give you an opportunity for, uh, you know, um, Westbrook and Conley to get a lot of one-on-one matchups. So if you're a good team, you're a good defense coordinator, you're seeing how spectacular this guy's been so far this season. I think he's, if he continues this way, he could have a Pro Bowl season after, you know, after, you know, last year everybody was wondering where he was and sure. now he's having an outstanding year now. But, yeah, the, the defense is going to start rolling coverage to, to uh, DJ and it, Gives opportunities to the other receivers to make plays. He is arguably the one of the top three wide receivers in the league right now, production wise, and you you can't argue that he's catching everything thrown his way. He's controlling his body. He's got great speed. He's got size. He's got everything you want. 
I think the one thing that uh, the Jaguars are learning about him is that now he's playing the way he is. You need to start targeting him more because he's that good. But also, let's not forget, the quarterback play is pretty damn good. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. He's put okay? in the right spot I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's not forget that. I mean, right. because, you know, a lot of people want to point to last year and say, well, DJ didn't do this last year or didn't do that last year. Look, the level of play at the quarterback position wasn't what it was uh, this year or is not what it is this year as compared to last year. So give some credit to Minshew on that because the two touchdowns that he had in Carolina, the one was man coverage and it was Cockrell that was chasing him across the field. And uh, it's a mismatch. And uh, Cockrell's uh, essentially a backup corner who was pressed into duty because the Carolina Panthers had an injury to one of their main starters. And I give Cockrell credit. He's a guy, Leon, that actually in training camp this year for the Panthers Mm -hmm. had a tib-fib fracture to where his foot was pointing the wrong way. Mm. And he came back to play Mm. this season, which is incredible to be able to do that. But uh, a mismatch and a great throw by Minshew. And then the other one, which was uh, we're drawing it up, or we did draw it up for television last night, it was cover two, a great play design because Fournette draws Cockrell into the flat, and it's cover two and between the corner and the safety, the short zone defender and the deep zone defender. He, they, they made that sweet spot bigger because they forced Cockrell to come up on Leonard Fournette. And I thought it was great play design because of the, the tight split by D.J. Chark. Mm-hmm. The, the legitimacy of Leonard Fournette as being a wide receiver and, uh, and Minshew got whacked in the head. You probably remember that was mm-hmm. the penalty that they got the yeah. option to cho- take it on the kickoff or uh, on the two-point conversion. And, and Minshew's head was turned sideways on that, and so it was kind of an errant throw. And DJ outstretched arms makes a great catch. So, and then we're not even talking about the two 31-yarders that he had on another drive that ended up with Fournette going over from the one. Back-to-back plays. Back-to-back. I mean, he, he's, so, a, he's a monster now. He is. It's, monster. It's a good sign for this offense. you got the run game going. You've got the, the passing game going. And, uh, well, we'll see what the defense can do this week against the Saints to try to uh, get that offense a little bit of help. We're going to come back and delve into that a bit. We'll touch on some of the Saints' weapons. Teddy Bridgewater's undefeated with the Saints this season as the backup. Starting. How about he's, that? he's no Drew Brees, though. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> well, who now, is? JP. Who he is? is? He's Lars. no Drew Brees. We'll talk about Teddy. We'll discuss Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, how the Jaguars defend them coming up. Prior to each game, entertain guests in air conditioned suites, the public's ultimate tailgate party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com, reserve your suite today. JP Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and Leon Searcy. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best 
barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today, the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Duncan for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Duncan is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Duncan is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. all disappointed that you're not kind of going head-to-head with Drew Brees? Uh, no. I'm, I'm glad he's not playing, right? I mean, jeez, you know. Uh, nah, but I mean, I hope to meet him. That'd be cool. But um, yeah, no, he's a great player. And, and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing great as well. So uh, not much slack there. So you got you to come out and be ready. Somebody asked the quarterback that was Gardner Minshew the second yesterday if uh, you're excited that Drew Brees is not playing. He's like, yeah, I'm not. You heard what he said there. I'm glad he's not playing. Of course, uh, he's a Hall of Fame player on the other side. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Leon Searcy, Jeff Lagerman. The Jags and the Saints game coming up Sunday presented by the Hanania Auto Group. This is obviously a much different look without Drew Brees out there for the Saints. Let me give you some numbers here real quick because uh, Sean Payton took the head job at the same time that they were able to acquire Drew Brees, which was 2006. Uh, this is their 14th season together, and if you look at their numbers since 2006, they've averaged 27.8 points a game. They have also, uh, which is only second to New England, they have averaged uh, about 400 yards a game and 46.5% on third down, which is tops in the league. The yardage is tops in the league as well. That's phenomenal. And, uh, look, uh, Drew Brees is obviously a huge part of that. Teddy Bridgewater is, though, is no Drew Brees. But Sean Payton is still Sean Payton. He's still a good football coach, Leon. He comes up with a lot of good schemes. 
Yeah, I mean, um, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he still has the weapons, though. He still has a great offensive line, still has Kamari who can run the ball. And, you know, listen, has Teddy Bridgewater been Drew Brees? Absolutely not. He'll never be Drew Brees. But, but has he methodically taken that offense down and scored points? I mean, last week he had four touchdowns in one game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, his quarterback rating is high. He turned the ball over twice. He got six touchdowns. He's been sacked seven times. But he's been completing 70% of his passes. So he's been doing everything uh, that Sean Payton has asked him to do thus far. So he's, what, 3-0 as a starter. So. But he's not Drew Brees. No, he, so that he, still that not. gives us a tremendous chance against the Saints. You can tell, you can tell too that they call the da- the game differently when mm-hmm. he's in there, and and rightfully so. It's it's a more controlled passing attack. They obviously try to involve Kamara a ton, and uh, they don't throw a ton of deep balls right now. And so, I mean, that helps. I mean, Drew Brees, I think, throws about as pretty of a deep ball as anybody. But his completion percentage was high for a reason, and that he did do a lot of short to intermediate passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely not the same with Teddy Bridgewater. And the other part too is that Teddy doesn't have the pocket acumen or the pocket awareness that Drew Brees has as far as getting rid of the ball. Teddy Bridgewater will take sacks, and he's not exactly a, a great mobile quarterback. So the opportunity of getting some sacks on him will be there. But Leon is right. They've got a pretty good offensive line. There's three three pro bowlers up front three, yeah. for the Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, and wow. are they legitimate pro bowlers? Uh, I'd say they're pretty good. Yeah. I'd say they're pretty good. So I, I like the, the left tackle struggled a little bit last week, uh, or excuse me, two weeks ago against the Cowboys from watching the film on him today. Uh, Andrus Pete struggled a little bit against uh, one of the defensive linemen for the Cowboys as well. Larry Warford is a good football player. And, and I think Ramshack, the right tackle, Leon, is a really good football player. Who did they play a couple weeks ago that he was matched up one-on-one with? Was that J.J. Mm. Watt? That was J.J. Watt. He, he handled J.J. one-on-one. But you know what? You say J.J.'s lost yeah, a step. Yeah, J.J.'s lost a step. He's so, still pretty good. Yeah, he's still pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah, you don't just manhandle J.J. Watt. So no. he must have just – he must be losing it a bit, but yep. he did, man. He did a good job. Did a good and job Ramchek's just, a first-round pick. He's I mean, a Wisconsin kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Wisconsin yeah. guy. Wisconsin no, so kid, Wisconsin yeah. on Wisconsin, you know? That's right. Badger on Badger yeah. crime. Yeah, well, they're known for their linemen. They are, mm-hmm. indeed. They, they put a bunch of those guys out. Um, if Jalen Ramsey's not available, the owner says well, he's, he's going to play. He's going to play. But how do you defend Michael Thomas, with or without Jalen? Well, I mean, with him, you'd say you'd let Jalen go with him everywhere. It, it would be just like uh, playing D-Hop, uh, Hopkins of Houston. Mm-hmm. I think it, that, that we'd, your game plan would be essentially the same. If you don't have Jalen, then you better have some, some help. And uh, Because if you leave Trey Herndon or A.J. Boy on him all alone, you're in trouble. Yeah, they're going to get eaten up. <laughs> You're in trouble. They're in trouble. But not only that, if you don't give them any help, but the, you, then you got to think they got Ted Ginn Jr. He's no slouch. I mean, this guy's averaging over 12 yards a carry. He's definitely – he poses a deep threat. So who do you put on him? Tight end's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah Jared Cook's yeah, good too. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty he's good, good too. So, I mean, as uh, as much as we've been talking about Ramsey, uh, it'd be nice to have him on Sunday. If there, if there was a game – that you go, you know what? If like, let's say you had before the season, you were sitting there going, "Okay, can I? We we can have Jalen Ramsey for five games." 
This would be one. This would be one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Houston with Hopkins. Houston, uh-huh. yeah. That's two, that's three. KC. Two, three. KC, right? Yeah. That's four. Yeah. yeah. We get to have them for one other game. Who are we going to pick? Where's, where's, where you got the schedule? Let me pull the schedule out here. Let's see. Colts. 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 Well, no, uh, I'm not, I'm not no, taking them because, on that. Yeah, because, you know, they got, uh, they got Brissette. Yeah. yeah. Chargers. No. No. No, I, yeah, that's that's about it, really. Falcons, Julio, Julio, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so there's five. They're down right now, but I was still down, putting them on but Julio. But before the season started, you yeah. take them in a minute all day, all day. So that's five games right there. Those, right. These are the five. One of this is one of the five. Before the season, if you said, "Give me Jalen Ramsey for five games," this is one of the five. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's going to play. Yes, sounds like it. Let's come back and according to the owner. According that's, to the owner, that's yeah. the rumor. But he's still limited on the injury report the first two days of the week. We'll see what the rest of the week holds. Let's come back and uh, get into the Saints' defense. How can the Jaguars' offense maintain their momentum week to week? And how do they do it against the Saints' defense that's pretty darn good themselves? In fact, get ready for Minshew Mania for the Saints-Jags game coming up Sunday. Enjoy 15% off tickets and no fees when you order at jaguars.com slash tickets. That's basically 30% off. Use the promo code Minshew at jaguars.com slash tickets. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. 
saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Mike Dempsey here, folks. Imagine your tailgate overlooking the whole Jags parking lot from a top deck with a veranda before the game. The Party Shack Tailgate Village is no shack. It's a whole village of VIP tailgating suites. Beer, wine, and alcohol included, plus catered food sponsored by Publix, access to air conditioning, private restrooms, plus TVs, and top deck views all for one price. The Saints and Jets games are nearly sold out, so get in on the Party Shack Tailgate now at jacksvillage.com. That's jacksvillage.com. Welcome back to Jags Happy Hour with your Jaguars digital update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. Injury update for you. Jalen Ramsey, DJ Hayden, Ronnie Harrison, and Josh Oliver all limited at practice today. An emphasis this week has been fixing the three fumbles Gardner Minshew had last week against the Carolina Panthers, but offensive coordinator John Filippo doesn't want him to focus on it too much. You never want to make the quarterback a robot, and there is nobody that was more disappointed that he fumbled the ball three times than, than Gardner was. And, I, and so... Like I said, I, I think that that problem will be uh, drastically improved this week. It's still not confirmed if cornerback Jalen Ramsey will play on Sunday, but for sure is Avery Jones wants him on the field. Um, I don't know. I feel like he'll tell us. I mean, I forgot <laughs> where if he decides. I mean, you only get a couple of athletes like Jalen every once in a while, so I feel like if he decides to play, he's going to be ready. Stay tuned. Coming up at 5 o'clock, head coach Doug Marone joins us for the Doug Marone Show. of Jaguars football. He's looking for the end zone. Byron Leftwich, touchdown, Jacksonville on the opening drive. We're back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Leon Searcy, the Jags and the Saints coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock, TIAA Bank Field Alumni Weekend. Fellas? Uh, no, it's homecoming. Oh, that, yes. It's officially homecoming. Officially called homecoming. Yes. Okay. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, they changed it. In the past, it's always been alumni weekend, but they're calling this. Oh, homecoming. okay. We got a lot of guys coming in town. Yeah, like 80, in 80 plus. I saw Smingy on the list. Is he coming? I heard. I heard that Smingy's on the list. John Jerkovich. Here it goes. Wow. Well, Yurko's been back before, but uh, but it's it's always good to see some of the guys. Is there going to be a Bracken sighting? Is the question. Doubt that, it. Doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Going to remind you, a uh, busy schedule at Daly's Place coming up. Zach Brown Band, October 17th. Chicago, October 18th. Young Thug and Machine Gun Kelly, October 19th. Tickets at Daly'sPlace.com. Leon, you're still going with Baselli, right? Me and Baselli going to see ma- Machine Gun Thug. Uh, what is it called? Young, 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 young Thug. And okay. Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, Machine Gun Kelly. All right, I was trying to you and uh, You and Bo. Me and Bo, front row, baby. <laughs> We're good. Hey, by the way, I think uh, Brackens is actually going to be here. Because, it, yeah, I heard that all of the top 25 guys wow. from the Jaguars uh, <laughs> list that they did on the website that was done by local media that mm-hmm. were voting, yeah. I think all 25 are going to be here. So T-Brack is going to be here, I think. How about that? Mm. Which would be, hey, look, um, take pictures. Yeah, right. hey, <laughs> it like would be like a UFO sighting. <laughs> a white tiger at the zoo, right? Never comes out of the cage. Yeah, I, I actually, last, was last year or the year before, I saw uh, Tony when he was in town and uh, – Leon will go kick out of the story. So I'm at the movie theater. It was 
you know, two years ago. Went to movie theater, and me and my son are in line. I'm going to get some popcorn, you know, maybe a little icy or something. Mm-hmm. And somebody behind me, like, bumps into me. And, I, you know, at first, Leon, somebody bumps into you. You know, yeah. you're just like, you know, you take a step forward. You're like, you know, somebody accidentally bumped into <laughs> yeah. you. So I just kind of ignore it. And then I get bumped again. And, and now I'm now I'm starting, you know me, Leon. I'm, <laughs> starting, I'm starting to get a little irritated now. Yeah, Look, bump me once. Yeah, nope, it's a mistake. The second time, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I kind of, <clears throat> you know, swallowed my pride a little bit and took another step forward, and then all of a sudden it happened again. I turned, oh, you better than I me. Turn around, <laughs> and you're I turned around. I was about ready to start to say something, and I turned around as Tony. It was a brat. Oh, he was just he was goading me. Oh my God, you know that. <laughs> it was awesome to see, see him. Brat. Awesome to see him. We'll see him. It'll be uh, good to see him again. Sounds like Sunday. That's cool. Really Clearly, cool one of the uh, he was one of the most gifted. Jaguar players. Let me let me rephrase that. He's one of the most gifted professional athletes that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. The co- combination of strength and speed oh, was yeah. was unparalleled. Oh yeah. When people ask me all the time, Leon, who are the top five defensive ends that you've gone up against? And I say Brackens at number two, and they like Brackens. I said, yeah. Yeah, he gave me a Tony mm-hmm. Fitz in practice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's number two. Back when you guys really had to go oh, practice, yeah, I was, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I slightly edged Brackens out for the number one spot. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. good for you. Wow. Yeah, well, How about that? Right, right, yeah, you and Reggie White. Y'all tied <laughs> Love it. Uh, Jaguars offense, they're, they had 500 yards of offense last week. I mean, that's just – I know they turned the ball over three times and – the uh, left guard had a couple handful of bad plays in the game, all that. I get all that, but they're still moving the ball. They're running the ball when they need to. Gardner's playing great. What can they expect from this Saints defense? Can they continue what they've been doing on offense? Well, I think they can. I think the most refreshing thing about this offense compared to what it was last year, if this team got down 7 points, 10 points, 14 points, last year it was a wrap. You, you you knew it was a wrap. You knew that we didn't have enough firepower at, at the quarterback position or at the skill positions to make it happen. I look at this team now with Gardner Minshew, and when the Carolina Panthers went down and scored their seven points, I knew we were going to come back and score again. I don't know why. I don't think it's the mania and everything like that. I just believe this kid has the skill set and the moxie to, to throw the ball to the right places, find the right reads, and find his receipt. The offensive line – Outside of, you know, you know, we talked about the left guard giving up a couple of bad plays. They ran the ball well. I mean, Leonard had 100 yards running the ball. They protected fairly well. The, the turnovers, yes, that, that was a factor, especially when you turn the ball over and you give your defense a short field to defend. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the worst thing about it. But, but Gartner was trying to make a play. You go up against the Saints team right now, they, they've got three guys on their defense that have three sacks to get after it. Uh, and they're – they're good getting after the passer. They've got 16 sacks. Um, but I think it's going to be a clear-cut advantage for our offense because we're not on the road. We're at home. We'll have to deal with silent count and all that kind of stuff. So if we, just, if we eliminate the turnovers that we had last week and just do what we've been doing, running the ball, taking the shots with guard dimension, protecting the passer, being physical up front, I don't see us – I don't. I don't see us having a problem if we just keep doing the things that we've been doing. Yeah, Mitchell's pretty good. I think the 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 most important thing what Leon said there is that you you feel like you always got a chance mm-hmm. with Minshew running the running the show, whereas last year you didn't, and that's that's a one eighty. Uh, and I think that that not only gives uh, the team hope, but I think it also gives the organization hope. I think people are fired up. I mean, heck, look at this. They got a they got a Minshew Mania promotion going on this week. 
handing out mustaches. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time that there was cause to have something like that with this football team? I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. And uh, and look, I, I'm excited about him. He's he's fun to watch. He's he uh, he's a I think a natural leader. Guys are rallying around him. He's got what Leon said was moxie, and that's probably the best way to describe it. He's just got he's got it. Mm-hmm. And it's a big challenge against the Saints because you know if you, if you slept for the last two years, and you wake up and now you wake up and you go well you know the Jaguars are playing the Saints that Saints have a terrible defense no big deal we can we can do okay can score right look yeah. this defense that the Saints have is not what they had two three years ago the, this has dramatically changed uh, it's changed because they've drafted pretty well and they've they've done a good job in free agency now Demario Davis who is their captain of the defense was a great acquisition from the Jets and it's another perfect example of why the Jets continue to lose because they let players like him get away. Now, Kiko Alonso, decent player they got from Miami, and A.J. Klein was a good free agent acquisition from the Carolina Panthers. And then across the front, they've got four first-round picks. Marcus Davenport, they gave up the farm for a couple years ago. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, who uh, a few years ago back in 16 was a first-round pick and dominant big man coming back from Achilles, and I can tell you watching the film on him, doesn't look like he's got any issues from the Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm Brown, former first-round pick of the Patriots, big body in the middle. And then on the other side, Cameron Jordan, who's been a good football player for a long time. And then he got two first-round corners. So, I mean, they got a good defense now, good defense, much different than a few years ago where it was all about offense with the Saints and only offense. This team can win a high-scoring game. This team can win a low-scoring game now with their defense, as they showed against the Dallas Cowboys. Not good. That's uh, well. It's good for them. Not great for um, teams hmm. playing them. I guess. Uh, one note there: Demario Davis, same high school as Gardner Minshew the second, Brandon High School in Mississippi. Mm. And when Gardner was in high school, Demario came and spoke to the team, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. So people in Brandon are going to have a treat uh, this week with two of their own on opposite sides of this game. Another thought about this: the Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette has back-to-back hundred-yard-plus games now. He's never had three in a row in his NFL career. Can they run the ball against this group in New Orleans? What do you think, Leon? I, I, I think they can. Uh, I, I've seen enough from them in the last two weeks against the Broncos and the Panthers to say that they can. But it won't be easy I mean, because their, in, their interior defense alignment is stout. They're stout. That means that our center and our two guards have got to play outstanding in order to get the push on there and get to the backers and all that kind of stuff. Because that's where you, you, you can say what you want to say. I always said that the meat and potatoes of your run game is your interior of your offensive line and their ability to control the one, the three, and the middle linebacker. So if we can able to do that like we did against the Broncos and, and what we did some t- uh, you know, a couple of times against the Panthers, mm-hmm. we've got a shot. I think one thing they need to, to do for sure this week, unlike last week in Carolina in the first half against Carolina, they were running a lot of toss, stretch plays, and, and zone plays. That's not what 27 does best. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was a little bit of a departure from the previous week's success that they had against, against the Broncos. And they need to allow Fournette to do what he does best. Downhill, power back, running through people. Mm-hmm. And in the first half, I thought they got him a little side to side too much. And I was kind of surprised. Well, not kind of, I was You've got two of the fastest linebackers in Carolina that there is in the National Football League. 
and uh, and Keekley and Thompson, Shaq Thompson, who can both of them can run. And uh, so in the first half, when they were trying to get to the outside, I was like, I don't, I don't get that. You know, that's not what he does best. And those two linebackers run too well. Uh, and then later on, as the game kind of progressed, they got, they got away from that a little bit, and then they started running the ball better. So hopefully, this game they come out and get downhill on the Saints right away. All right, we'll come back. We'll touch on the AFC South, the schedule in the division this week. We'll look around the National Football League as well. We'll pick Thursday night football. That's all ahead coming up. Join the Jags and celebrate the 100th anniversary of the National Football League and the Jags' 25th season this Saturday at the For the Love of Football Fan Fest powered by Miller Electric. It's 1 to 7.30 p.m. Enjoy inflatables, photo ops, Jags legends making appearances, a roar free cheer clinic. It's all at Daily's Place. Register at jaguars.com slash FanFest. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. In Florida, bicyclists have these same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. 
If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. The Jags get ready for game day with a powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35-2 headphones. Learn more at Bose.com slash Jaguars. Bose is the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Leon Searcy, Jeff Lagerman. Jaguars happy hour rolls along. Fired up for this game Sunday. I'll be honest with you guys. I am too. Should be a fun one. Great matchup. Great, great matchup. And uh, look, I, I think every time as a fan or, or anybody that uh, is involved with the organization, when, when you've got the feeling that you've got a chance every game with the play of your quarterback, mm-hmm. how, long, how long has it been? It's been a minute. When the, a minute? We can truly say that, yes. <laughs> Are we talking Garrard? Yeah, yeah, think about it. Yeah, it's been a Garrard, really. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a while. I will say, two years ago in December, there was that little run that Blake had. Okay. You know? I and guess it was the pay- like, I mean, guess the Steelers. That was, there was that, that was early, but then I'm talking about later in the year. They beat the Seahawks, right? And mm-hmm. he's throwing you – know, there was a couple of interceptions or stuff. But th- there was a two- or three-game window in there where he was like, okay, playing out of his mind. That's for me. I've only been here for seven Smoke, seasons. Smoking yeah, mirrors. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 but consistently <laughs> smoking right, mirrors. That's about right. Yeah. So it is refreshing, though. It is refreshing. And, and another thing the Jaguars have to look at moving forward is that home games will be very important. You, you got to win your home games. And if you look at the schedule down the road, the last thing you want to do is be out of the playoffs and look back at that you didn't seize the opportunity, especially at home. You know, because it's, it's, if you look at it, I mean, two games we really should have won. I mean, the Houston game, we should have won the Houston game. And, I mean, if, and if we didn't turn the ball over three times against Carolina, who knows how that game had to turn mm-hmm. out. Even with McCaffrey running wild, we still had the opportunity to win that game. Which is crazy to think. Yeah, it is crazy. He's a great back, though. Oh, he's unbelievable. I mean, uh, I know that, you know, the <clears throat> from our end, when we, we talk about it, we always want to talk about what do the Jaguars do wrong and what do they do to fix it. But what can't be lost in all of that conversation is, is that he's a marvelous back. And he's, uh, he's the best back in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at him, I mean, not only just from a, from a running back standpoint, but from a receiver standpoint. Mm-hmm. And you can make the argument that he is the most valuable player in the league right now. Yeah, but he won't get the award. You know that, right? Uh, you know it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. Yeah, it's a quarterback driven. Yeah. Well, it's a quarterback driven award. They just pass it to the quarterback every other year. Yeah. I was talking to uh, – <laughs> To Jake Peets, and Jake Peets is the running backs coach for Carolina Panthers, and and he was here for a bit, uh, and I can't remember what he was coaching when he was here, but he's a nice guy, and um, and we were talking about about Christian McCaffrey, and he was telling me about how they were getting ready to play somebody on a short week, and I want to say it was Tampa that they were getting ready to play on a short week, and he said that he spends Christian on a week by week basis, he spends more time out of the building, taking care of his body than he does in the building. So another, and he said, and he, there's no financial boundaries. So in other words, he's spending a ton of money to make sure that his body is right and his body is ready to go on a week in, week out basis. And when you, when you look at him, 
And I mean, he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. Mm-hmm. And when you watch him in a game, and I remember prior to the game when I turned the film on, you would watch play one or two or three for him mm-hmm. and compare that to play 67 and 68 and 69 because he rarely came off the field. You couldn't tell that it was the difference between one, two, and three or 67, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how good a shape he's in. <clears throat> yeah. I, 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 I was watching something on Instagram. It was, talk, it was a running back. They were doing a podcast, and he was talking about Frank Gore. You know, Frank Gore's been in the league over 16-some-odd years, and they said that he used to be a f- teammate of Frank Gore. This is to, to your point about McCaffrey. He said he used to be a teammate of Frank Gore's. And he said after the football game, everybody's tired and want to go home and get some rest and hang out and stuff like that. He said Frank Gore is in the weight room doing box jumps and squatting five 600 pounds to keep his leg. I said, huh? I, I, I listened <laughs> to the podcast. I said, but I, he said he does that every single game. He said he box jumps and he does squats and he does lunges and everything Frank right Gore. after the game. Frank Gore. Fr- Frank Gore. Yeah, he's a he's a machine. And now you now you understand why he's been in the league so long. Sixteen years. For, he what? He just eclipsed what fifteen thousand yards per uh, for a career. They they let go of Shady McCoy because they got Frank Gore in Buffalo. Mm. It's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I mean Frank Gore is. So it I looks mean, like McCaffrey's on that same road. He's he's beating Father Time now. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, let's take a look at the AFC South standings. Of course. Well, the order has not changed. The numbers have changed just a little bit after last week. Houston Indy, Jacksonville, Tennessee. It's very early. The AFC South games this week. A couple other division teams have tough road matchups in this week's action. The uh, Colts, though, are off. That's one thing we do know. They'll be back next week. But, boy, the Texans get to go to Arrowhead this week with a 1 o'clock kickoff. The Titans get to go to Denver with a 425 kickoff. Two tough road environments for the division teams here, Leon. Yeah. Well, I would say that going into Arrowhead would be difficult for the Texans until they put up all those points last week. So they don't seem to be struggling offensively as far as points go. But Arrowhead is going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult task. But then how difficult is it going to be? Because I think for the most part, you saw that coast game against the Chiefs. That defense let that team down. And that defense – the defense of the Chiefs lets them down. And then the offense of the Chiefs, I mean, they got exposed a little bit by the Colts' defense. They play a lot of man against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not estimating that Patrick Mahomes is getting a lot more of his yards against zone than, than man. And I think the Colts play a lot of man in there. And they put pressure on them up front, got them into the difficult throws until they ultimately got a victory against them. So and Mahomes is hobbling a little bit. It yeah, seems he's hobbling. Like still. He's got ankles problems, so you don't know. Who knows? Well, it'll be interesting to see who plays for Kansas City this week because the reality is that Mahomes has not had all of his weapons at hand either. Uh, true. So, that's true. But uh, congratulations to the Colts. I mean, that's that's one heck of a win now. That's a one heck of a win. And Frank Wright, uh, holy cow, the job that he did last year with the Colts and then the job that he's doing this year with the Colts, uh, it's hard to argue that uh, – that he should not be coach of the year. I mean, we're in that conversation right now. And here's the other thing. Deshaun Watson put himself right back in the MVP talk of the year. No doubt about it. This past that, game. Man. Yes. I mean, he he was that good. And, and here's the, the, the crazy part. He did it without Hopkins having a monster game. Yeah. Fuller had the big game. Fuller had yeah, the Fuller, big game. Fuller went crazy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he crazy. Interesting. So somebody yeah, else's fantasy uh, Yeah, team. exactly. And another um, about the Colts, yeah. that offensive line has got to be the best in the NFL. I agree. Uh, and, and listen, I know, I know you don't give MVP, MVP awards to offensive linemen, 
But the left guard, Nelson, he's good. That's a grown man. <laughs> that's a grown man. He's good. All right, he's a good player. Costanzo's playing arguably his best football mm-hmm. that he's ever played in his career, the left tackle for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the crazy thing is is that they, they changed their offensive line coach from last year to this year. Uh, but the one thing that's been consistent is, is that that left guard who they drafted, Quentin Nelson, last year in the first round, He's a beast. But just think about it. The reason why, listen, the reason why you draft a guy like him, because, you know, before they drafted him, the coach's offense line was terrible. But when you draft a, a, a dog and he's nasty, across that offensive mean line. Dog. When you draft beca- a mean dog. You know, a mean dog. <laughs> across that offensive line, it, it, he becomes contagious because his play is going to dictate that you play the way I play or you get called out. So a guy like Nelson, as a rookie or his second year in the league, he, I'm sure he's demanding the left guard, I mean the left tackle, and the center, and everybody across the board play to his level. Or you got to hold, you got to hold everybody accountable on that line. He I, does. I, I think, and this, I'm being dead serious. He is the only offensive lineman in the National Football League that, for me, is worth the price of admission just to watch him. I don't think there's another offensive lineman Not in the it. league that I would pay the cost of a ticket just yeah, to watch. Because he's big, he's physical, and he finishes. Yeah. And they would, pull you, would you watch anybody else? Oh, no. I, listen, my my eyes were locked on him when we were playing KC. Same way. I was saying. Yeah, thing. I was looking at the line. I was just looking at the left guard like, ooh, I'm just I'm just you know, squirming and scrimmaging the way he's just I mean, running. Seriously, you're talking about two guys that played the game for a long time yeah. in the National Football mm-hmm. League. In our eyes, when we watch that game, mm-hmm. we're watching Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Seriously, Great that's player. how good of a player he is. That's that's amazing, though. Let's review a little bit. Monday night, uh, of course, the 49ers uh, boat raced the Browns, if you will. Uh, Richard Sherman claimed after the game, though, that Baker Mayfield didn't shake his hand at the coin toss. Liar. Video later showed that he did before the coin toss. What in the world are we I talking know. about with All handshakes? I know is that uh, I, I was in agreement with Richard Sherman when he started talking about the level of disrespect that Baker Mayfield had when he started talking about Daniel Jones. And then when he told, when he said something about the lack of a handshake, I'm like, you know, that ain't right. And then I saw the video, and mm-hmm. I'm going, Richard Sherman's a liar. Richard Sherman is the one who disrespected him mm-hmm. in pregame and wanted to walk right past him without shaking his hand. Here's what I don't understand about Richard Sherman. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a televised game with cameras around. <laughs> Did he not think that was going to be recorded? Come on, bro. He was the one that walked. Right I know, I saw fast, him. Right? You know, you couldn't see. You saw the angle. I didn't. It looked like Baker had his hand. He out, did. And I thought they may have gave each other a pound or nothing, but it was like his handshake was like a day. Like Richard Sherman yeah, was. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I that's to me that's uh, so right now. So anything Richard Sherman says, I don't believe. You ain't buying. I ain't buying it no more. Leon, your old team is one and four, and they're salty. The Steelers, mm. according to The Athletic, Wednesday's practice featured multiple skirmishes. The defense hit a little bit during a padded practice that wasn't supposed to be full contact. Getting tight in Pittsburgh. Could be just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. So I, I can tell you how the scenario went down. They 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 came back on a Wednesday thinking they were going to have the same schedule as before and they had full gear. Oh, how dare them have full gear, you Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> We can't do that. We can't do that. What do you think this is? We're, we're professionals. Oh, wait a minute. You suck. Oh. You're one and four. <laughs> Guess what? It's time to put the pads on. Thank you.
get back to the fundamentals. Giants, Patriots tonight. Who you got quick? Oh. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, okay. Really? Okay. I mean, uh, do we even have to say that? No, the, you know. the, the Giants have, look, poor Daniel Jones. He doesn't have Ingram, his tight end. He doesn't have Barkley, his yeah. tailback. Yeah. He doesn't have Shepard, his wide receiver. Uh, he doesn't even have anybody. I mean, who's he throwing the ball to? It's J.P. Shadrick? Uh, yeah. yeah, good luck. It's trouble. Um, the hoodie is 11-0 and against rookie quarterbacks at home in his career. Bill Belichick. Back in a moment, the uh, Jaguars Radio Network coverage begins with the Doug Marone Show after this. Thank you for watching and listening to Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.